Hey everybody, welcome to an unexpected podcast. And on today's unexpected podcast, we have an unexpected treat. As you will see in the bottom window, there are three faces all sitting in the same room, one of whom we haven't seen in a long time. Um, we've got Rob and Rainier and Devin all in the same room, uh, all at the same tournament that they uh, just played today. Um, guys, where were you? Tell us where you were and what you were doing. Uh, we were in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We just attended a four-game, one-and-a-half-hour-per-game tournament at 600 points in, against Lan Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And, yeah, it was run by the Philadelphia Strategy Battle Game Group. Uh, Alistair Amanoff ran it, and it was pretty good. Yeah. It was called the um, the Battle of Lancaster Fields. Uh, I uh -huh. think it's the official title. Yeah. All right. So uh, so we won't say how you did yet. We'll, we'll, we'll keep the suspense going. Um for that, but just as far as what we're going to do today, we're going to do something a little unusual. We're going to be talking through tournament lists today, and after we discuss with these folks how they did at uh, their tournament, we're going to go through their tournament lists and basically talk through how they came up with them. And then once that is done, and we've you know heard all the the thrilling stories from the tournament, uh, we're going to have Evan put up uh, our, our, the army list builder that we use called army builder on the screen. And he's going to talk through his process and he's going to kind of unpack that process in real time and talk through kind of the building of a list as he does it. And since, since we're very, since we're very army list focused this time, we're not going to do a listener army list since we're talking about how we do our, our army list. We will be doing that next time. So please keep sending stuff in. Um, but with that, uh, why don't you guys talk through how things went? And uh, so tell tell us all briefly how your first game went, guys. All right. <laughs> so, oh, uh, why, why, don't, why don't we start with Devin, go to Rainier, like and then let's talk about Rob. Well. <laughs> Should we say no. what we brought first or... Yeah, well, why, why don't you say in a general sense what you brought, and then we can go through the list in detail yeah, once we kind of, yeah. what, once, once we've so, gone through the, uh, um, you know, crowing and uh, poking fun face. So my uh, army, I actually was inspired by Henry, who was talking about the Helm's Guard list in uh, our one of the podcasts or two ago. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, I brought what he was terrified of. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's see what all the fuss is about. It's 600 points. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll go into my thoughts on it at the end of all this uh, and, and what I played again, kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, uh, that's what I brought. So uh, it was basically home, uh, a captain, and thir 30 guys. So all foot, I had three cav models, and everyone had their own spears, except for like some of the cav. So. All right, and, and just in, in a brief summary, how did you do in your first game? You have to do blow right. by blow, but uh, so what, what did actually, you play and how did it come out? Yeah, no, so um, my first game, oh, man, this is the only one where I'm having trouble remembering the army he brought. It was John Sigsby. Do you remember? Uh, the, was he your first game? I thought yeah, he was yeah, John Sigsby was my first game. Tyrell. Oh, yeah, he got the Merkwood Rangers. Merkwood, Merkwood Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He, You know what? To be honest, I – I think one of the reasons I did well against him is because he decided not to be a jerk and keep backing up and shooting. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's a because really nice I asked him. I'm like, so I'm just curious. Why didn't you back up and shoot? Like he did a little bit. Like he didn't deploy in my face, but he didn't like keep doing it. And you know, and I was like, oh, you only backed up like once. 
And um, what yeah, scenario no, was it? It was um, God. What's the fog of war? Right, fog of war. It was fog oh, okay. of war. Well, so, I mean, so, that, well, that may that explain note, part of it, right? On, I mean, there's only so far you can back did. up. Yeah, on that note, so the tournament used a veto system. So mm-hmm. we all played the same pool and then um, and then vetoed, obviously, each yeah. player what they wanted. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to have different scenarios for the different rounds yeah. in some cases. Sounds good. So you, so you played Fog of War, and how did it come out then? I mean, th- tactically, it makes sense that he um, – he didn't back up and shoot all day because he had to go get a terrain piece and he had to eventually attack my guys. But I mean, to be honest, um, Helm ended up butchering the captain, then Tariel the very next turn, like killed them both. And he did Helm hammer hand things. Um, he, he, it pretty much like clobbered through his army, but he actually sliced through a lot of mine. He broke me and he, he actually, yeah, he like shot, I want to say like, got seven models off the board and then um his list was actually hammering through mine the fight five was uh, was eating me because the thing was fog war kind of had me split up so helm's leadership bonus of plus one fight didn't confer to all my troops so where i wasn't he was eating through me so i would actually say he did pretty well it was a closer game than the score would let you believe Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, so yeah, rare. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and he really played nicely, right? No, like he did. You, yeah, he didn't because he could have yeah, easily been like legless, the horse's yeah. helm, and I sit on the back corner and shoot well, you all. So game, right? his strategy, he, yeah. he said he didn't fire Helm's horse also because he was trying to like just win my captain, which was the only obvious target from you know, because you can't choose my general. But yeah, um, Helm in the beginning, I did expect him to shoot at Helm's horse, and so I did. I did have him hiding behind trees and stuff initially before combat lines met, because I, I fully was expecting that. Yeah, so, yeah. It was. I, I think like the the game, all the games I had, everyone was just so nice. So oh, it was definitely yeah. This is like one of the most like pleasant tournaments. Like I know it's a weird thing to say. Like you'd like to say every single tournament, it's like all your players are wonderful opponents, but like these guys really were. It's it's at a historical convention actually too. So it's like the whole field here is the most, I think more more than half the people just came to have fun. Oh yeah. So are you guys at, um, it's uh, fall in, fall in. Fall in. Yeah. You guys are fall in. Okay. All right. So that brings back some memories of my historical days. I've been to many a fall in and are you at the Lancaster host resort or are you someplace else? Yeah. We're at the Wyndham Lancaster. Oh, the Wyndham. Okay. So you're, you're not at, the 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 old Lancaster Host Resort, which was uh, where we used to do it back in the day. But all right, that's cool. Yeah, it's good to good to see Fallen is still doing like the iPad. Forgot there about I just had yeah, to pop my head and reminded I was here. Yep. Um, all right. So Rainer, how'd you do? On first, okay, first game. So I brought. It's a shock. Evil men. <laughs> I've won um, tournaments with I would say all the evil men besides Dunland and uh, Sharky's Robes. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I brought the Dunlandine um, Legion, and I had never uh-huh. played them ever. My first game was actually a practice round with them yesterday, and I really like them. Mm-hmm. So my my three my three guys were Thryden, Girl, and uh, what is his the Oathmaker. Mm-hmm. And because you max out your warband, I got to get a lot of the elites in the list too. And I just loved it. Lord have mercy. Was it fun to play? So it was good. It, it, it went under my wheelhouse because it's evil men. You're forgiven because you have a lot of models and it's just, it's, it's good. But my first uh, game was assassination against Khan with chariots. And, <laughs> and it was a chieftain, a king on chariot, both on chariots, and then Kamur on Falbis. So I was like, holy smokes, there's nothing that can actually counter this. Having played Cond a lot before I moved abroad, 
I knew you just focus on the archers horsemen and just break them. And that's what I did. It was a very, very, very close game. I won, I want to say, nine out of the ten roll-offs, and I attribute that to winning. Um, and I barely won. I think it was like a 10 to 8. Mm-hmm. And, and, and actually, I know his opponent uh, admitted to making one mistake of it, thinking Khan can outshoot better than it looks because mm-hmm. every casualty it takes is devastating. And that that's what I – because I used to play them, I knew mm-hmm. you yeah. can't do that. I just had five bowmen, and I put them up with, like, a fence in the way, and he thought, I'm going to shoot him, get him come. Yeah. He killed one bowman, I killed three horsemen. And yeah, that really tips like, the right. scale when you have like 20, yeah. I think 21, 22 models. It yeah. really tips the scale. Yeah. So I, I, I contribute, I guess, my victory to knowing Khan, but also just the dice roll. I never yeah. say, oh, dice won scenario. me the game or lost me the game, but dice really did win me the game last time. Gotcha. So, all right, so let's go to Rob. And Rob, why don't you tell me what, what scenario you played, which is the one thing I don't know. And then I'm going to tell people how Rob's first game went. And the reason I know this is because... I was at a local game store, um, you know, playing some games here just on the local scene. And and Rob was Rob was texting how the game was going in live stream and I was responding. So I'll, I, I will read through that um, to explain to people how that game went. So, so um, my mission was assassination. Um, I brought my standard, you know, Gondor uh, with Faramir, Hurin, and Fellowship Boromir, and I'll go over. But it obviously. wasn't so standard. It wasn't so standard, <laughs> and it was of the three options that I had posited for myself to bring into this tournament. It was exactly the wrong one, and I blame you. For yeah, yeah, because he was like, "Which list should I take?" And I was like, "I really suggest this one." I really suggest this one at the tournament where we will be in direct competition. Well, I'll I go over it in the um, the list phase, but um, but I blame Faramir as the TLDR version of everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was assassination, um, and I was playing against um, Thranduil's house, so Merkwood army with Thranduil, not on elk, but otherwise loaded with everything, and Legolas with the horse, pretty standard, and then a bunch of elves. So, so if you would like to yeah. start us off, um, what? <laughs> So this is the text stream. Um, uh, Rob, Faramir, three will, res- three will resist, six nature's wrath, four highest. I hate this model. <laughs> Rob, heroic strike, one loses combat, loses horse, loses wound. She sounds like user error to me, Rob. Rob, lost all my combats, every one. Rob. Should have taken Elisar. This is just embarrassing. <laughs> Rob, I just got absolutely steamrolled. Boromir, one on his strike, dies outright. Rob, Kieran, one on his strike, dies outright. Rob, that's the hardest I've lost a game in years. And insult to injury, it's the guy's second event. Rob, oh man, it just went all wrong. And to make things worse, Faramir, that turd of a model, actually lived. B. He showed his quality, Denethor, you ungrateful bastard. Hey, you probably wish that Boromir and Faramir's place had been exchanged. Rob, yes, I wish that. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. Faramir's intentionally bad, so we feel this way when we play. So, so that pretty much sums it up. Um, it was so like it, it kind of started with him castling in the back with Legolas, and it's assassination, and he's got Legolas, so like he just has free reign on me. He had, I want to say, like eight elf bows. So we traded a few shots in the beginning, um, killed some you know models. I knew that I didn't have 
the luxury to sit back because he's going to win the shooting war with Legolas. And especially since Legolas is his assassin guaranteed, um, I just started by hiding all my characters behind a building and then being like, I need that one turn where I just get in his face and then charge my entire like mounted contingent of heroes, uh, kill a bunch of models and then like get in his face so he can't get any good shots on me and then hopefully break him and go that way. And it seemed to go swimmingly, you know, everybody kind of pulled around the flank. I got charges in with all three of my heroes, even through he had a terrifying aura up because he had the crown. Um, and I was like, okay, I feel pretty good about this. Like I'm putting pressure on him. Uh, obviously I can't do anything about Legolas, but like, this is the best I'm going to be able to do here. And then it all went downhill. <laughs> so, so he pops off Nature's Wrath, Thranduil was behind the line, but I positioned so that all three of my heroes could theoretically resist. And, you know, goes off on a six, Faramil, the only model with three will, throws all three, four highest. So he's already down two might, or else all of my heroes would be dehorsed, right? And I'm like, you're a turd. I hate you. I hate you so much. Rob, I, um, I, 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 if I told you once, I told you a thousand times, just over, yeah. never eat cherry tomatoes while playing Gondor. Yeah, it's just, it's just... Oh, I hate Faramir so much, but we'll go into that. I take responsibility. Yeah. All right. I'm so sorry. So, but, but you know, nonetheless, I'm thinking. I didn't suffer for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking I have three heroes that are going in. Two of them have plus ones to wound, and then there's Boromir who has a million might. Um, and I just started cascading failures. So because he had fight six everywhere with the palace guard near Thranduil, I was like, well, I just need to start racking up bodies. So I'm gonna strike. Strike one, lose combat. Cool to an elf. Strike one, lose combat to an elf. Dehorsed. Strike, lose combat. World of one, lose combat. Dehorsed. At that point, you stop striking. At that point, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? So next yeah. turn, I'm like, this can't happen again. Next turn, the same thing happens. I strike one, Boromir dies outright. I strike with Hurin one, Hurin dies outright. Faramir, I didn't even bother to strike because he had no might because he's a turd. I don't know if I've said that in this podcast. Um, and then he doesn't die. Like he doesn't even go down with his but men. At that point I did because I was like, you don't deserve to be the only model that survived this <laughs> battle. You don't and deserve spoiler, to be my he's son. He's the only model that survived the battle. The only model? Down to one model? No, like only hero. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but then, so was the game went downhill from there. Like he broke me. I didn't break him. Um, Legolas ended up getting in on uh, Hurin or whoever, and so he got assassin points. Like it, Thranduil slice and dice. Like it was humiliatingly bad. Yeah. Great opponent. Um, you know, you have to take that kind of thing in stride because sometimes it happens, right? Like sometimes things go wrong. But so, um, but yeah, so, I was absolutely smashed. So Major after loss. after Faramir came like was carried back on his horse, like draped over his horse, which one of you like had to tackle Rob to prevent him from jumping on a, a, a pile of, of wood and pouring oil over himself? No, we were encouraging him to be honest. So, uh, they were both holding me by the collar as I was holding a pillow and trying to smother the model. <laughs> we were like, don't do it. Yeah. And I was like, right. oh, Faramir, it had to be you, obviously. That that's the difference between Rob and Denethor, right? Denethor wanted to burn himself. Rob just wanted to burn Faramir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he, he definitely, um, 
I know his quality and you know they're few so yeah. or his should, uses and they're few I feel like you should just like one day actually get a spare Faramir model and just actually burn <laughs> just I, I film think, it I think I might have a couple that spare Faramirs like, I'm just gonna have one that Rob, with a hammer every time he does something Rob wrong. who said it had to be a spare Faramir just burn your Faramir never <laughs> use him again this is just like this is the second time in a row where I've thought how bad could it be yeah, but I'll still encourage him next time. I'll be like, you should bring them. Go for yeah. it. And you, so, you know, but to be well, fair, and you're like the theory was sound, and we'll the go over it. We'll sound. go over it in the list part. That Rainier actually points out, I think the real lesson from this experience is when you go to a competitor at a tournament and say, I have two, I have two options for lists to bring, A or B. If he says A, you take B. Yeah, I mean, the lesson from today is never trust your friends. Yes. Exactly. Don't yes. even make friends. <laughs> Why do you need them? Well, you know, as they say, enemies make dangerous friends. Well, so. but I think we also know that clearly Rainier is not my friend because friends don't let friends play Faramir. Obviously. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. All right. Anyway, um, so my game one was a complete smashing. Um, fair play. I, I'm so sorry. I forgot the name. If, if, um, if you're watching this, you did a great job and uh, like it was great. it's a great game, but total loss on my part. Okay. So I started off well. All right. So, uh, so why don't we, um, why don't we briefly go through, uh, briefly go through game two. Um, we don't have any more fun text streams to go through. Maybe if we just do like one, one small thing from game two. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you each do one small okay. thing from game two. Let us Something in game two, Matt, happened exactly what happened to you. Yeah. With gold bars. So basically, I was just getting, I was used to it. I haven't played in a long time. I really left my whole right flank open and I played against like a Celeborn, Haldir, and Boromir from the Fellowship. And I was like, oh shoot, I left my right flank open. Boromir goes in, Haldir goes in, and they're going to like rogue combat and just kill everything. For some odd reason, I already had gotten one wound on Boromir and shooting, going for his horse. I have five shots too, which is like nothing. Three shots go into the combat. All of them hit Boromir. I'm hoping, praying to God, please dismount him so he doesn't do as much damage. We both go on Boromir. I'm like, okay, here we go. Two sixes. Kill him outright. And we both like screamed and the whole like, room was like, whoa, what was that? So it should not have happened. I again contribute that to winning the game. So I feel kind of bad because I won based off of luck. What's new? Yeah, yeah, essentially, it's, yeah, I guess you don't decide. Um, yeah. I don't know what you played. I played Domination, so it had to be one of the objectives. It was the one where the four. Capture and Control. Push through or something like that. One of the new ones. I'm not, not going to. Breakthrough, uh, maybe? Breakthrough. Something like that. breakthrough. Yeah. Um, after I killed him, it turned. And, like, he didn't have many models, and I had the models. And I got it, but he really did a good job. And if it wasn't for that, I'm pretty sure he would have won. Yeah, and next time shoot the table over and kill well, Faramir. Exactly, <laughs> but I guess the, the, the five archers that I brought really put in the work. Clearly, so, <laughs> for the con and for wow, the, yeah, yeah, damn, they but, really wait, 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 they but, killed they killed Boromir, uh three wounds. They killed like four Condish horsemen. Yeah, they killed Gulfar. Oh, those are different. Uh, yeah, that's mine. So. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I ended up going against John Helbig and, and, and the highlight of the moment, honestly, it, that game was super close. Like, he was actually a pretty – it was really intense. That like, one, like, came down to priority, right? Basically. Like yeah, if he, it basically came down to priority, which means you know it's really close. And um, and even though I had one priority, he still had a good chance. And, and the moment that was shining was there were – so he had a Lothlorien-Rohan mix. So he had Galadriel in his army. And – 
he only needed one of my three objectives that I had for capturing control, he would have won. So I ended up putting one guy on kind of uh, on this one objective. I only put one guy on it. And I was kind of looking around and I was like, all my other objectives had like multiple guys or it was pretty clear cut. But that one guy needed to be on that objective to claim it. So I was like, well, he might shoot at me. And that was in my head. I was like, he might shoot at me. So I'll just put a second guy. I don't know. It's probably stupid. You're probably not going to get that shot off, but I'll go ahead and do it because he only had one archer. So he was fuming in his head because he knew I wasn't thinking about Galadriel. (laughs) And so he came over there and he's like, I'm just going to do this. But he compelled one of my guys off of the objective. And he was like, dude, if you had not done this, I would have won the game. (laughs) But it wasn't even about Galadriel. I didn't even think about her. I was like, that's my rust in the game. I was like, I don't know. That one archer over there might get a shot. <laughs> so I feel like all of us were kind of rusty because we all have yeah, the so it was pretty. Yeah, the rust was showing on on all my games for sure because there was like obvious shit. Even in the first game, I like didn't know like some rules. My, a player next to me had to tell me what the, the hell my legion did. <laughs> I was like, I get plus one fight. Like I didn't even know that. Yeah, then was Radagast casting compel again? Is that what no, was I, happening? No, no, no. I, I knew that Did Helm build, build had... To give everybody burly. When I cast Nature's Wrath with Helm Hammerhand, I really felt like it was, you know, part of his kit, but the uh, my opponent did said, no, that's not it. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to actually cast spells this tournament. Next time, I'll cast Nature's Wrath with Farmer. <laughs> All right, so and I did, will pay you for it. Exactly. Did, did Faramir redeem himself in round two, Rob? Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't redeem himself, but at least he didn't embarrass himself. Like he was a non-factor. So I was sitting tall on bottom table with my performance <laughs> in round one. Um, I ran into uh, Return of the King Legion, uh, and uh, we ended up playing Domination, and. Um, you know, Hurin and Boromir, because I didn't trust Faramir to do anything, were just going around killing ghosts until there weren't enough ghosts left to contest any of the objectives. And then um, and then I, speaking of the rust, I was like, oh, I can really seal this. I just need to get the leader killed. So I threw all my heroes and killed the King of the Dead. Oh, whoops. Not the leader. the leader of the Legion. By <laughs> so it worked out okay because King of the Dead was sitting on an objective, so I was able to like flip it for full points. But um, but that was a whoopsie. <laughs> so we all made a lot of whoopsies. Yeah. I feel like um, it didn't hurt me in the end because I got the major win out of it. Um, I got four out of the five objectives, um, and I broke him without being broken and all that stuff. Uh, but you know, just forgot that Aragorn has to be leader in that one and not King of the Dead. Oops. It, the part I really find amusing is the fact that you're calling it a whoopsie when you managed to get a two-point objective by killing the King of the Dead um, by mistake, having been having actually been attempting to get a one-point leader to that. Yeah, that's 100%. 100%. Right. Yeah, like 100%. Yeah. Like all these games, were just, yeah. Well, but nope. the idea was that if I if I kill the king of the dead, who's the leader, I get the objective and the leader kill, right? But whoops, yeah. that it all worked out. No, it seriously happened almost every game. It was like some something I forgot, and I was like, oh shit, yeah. yeah. Like, no, like I know the exactly plus one fight thing. Yeah. I went through a third of my game the first round, not even knowing about it. My opponent, like neighbor, was like. Hey, FYI. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I just did the war cry like once too in the game, too, because someone's like, Oh, why aren't you in the war cry? And I was like, Oh, yeah, I get that. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, shoot. My third game, my uh, opponent pointed out, he's like, I don't think he threw throwing spears like most of the game. And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> 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 what now? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm proud to share a podcast with you guys. Yeah, we're all professionals here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, and, and of course, I, I'm the guy who um, managed to, to strike up against um, Elrond not once, but twice, roll a one and end up thinking that I tied him for um, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was two fight, two fight six leaders, and I'm rolling a one, and I just that was fight seven. Oops. Um, yeah, yeah, oops, not once, twice. Uh, all right, so Rainier, how did yours go? My second or third? Third. Uh, guess, are we on third? We're on third now. Yeah, we're third, third, yeah. My third one, I played a prominent player in the U.S. Um, Ted Cantu. So Ted is really good. He brought the. Gunberry Gun and Theodore Gen. Uh, Paths of the Druidon. Yeah, Paths of the Druidon. Um, really good. We play the scenario breakthrough to where it's like I have three, he has three, we go destroy each other's things. Um, I played very aggressive. I just pushed forward because he only had, I think, 24, 25 models. Many of them were the, the little dudes. And then um, 15 of them. I hit, yeah, I hit hard. I thought he played it poorly in the beginning, but I realized towards the end he was playing it very smart. He kept some of his heroes on the back, I guess, objectives, so I couldn't destroy them unless I killed them because he was just sitting on them with the horses that covered them. So I was like, oh, you're kind of doing this. You're like wasting your might in the back, so I hit really hard. But after I did that, I realized when he did that because I couldn't really take them, and he took Theoden and Darawine up the flank and just started getting all of my uh, objectives. I was like, shoot, I got to do something fast. So I hit really hard, broke him, um, killed his banner too because there's banner points. We both had a banner. I killed his banner and uh, I think took two, but it was another one where I was winning really hard, but actually objectively, it was really close. Mm -hmm. And I think if it wasn't for me killing his banner, which I did take, but if he, he positioned it differently, I wouldn't have taken it. I won. And I think I won that a minor victory again, like an eight to six or a 10, 10 to eight or something. So it was good. He's a really good player too. But back in the day, like five years ago, I used to castle a lot. So it shocks people when I play extremely aggressive because that's my new play style, I guess. When I have played with Khan, so I think it, yeah, I just played super aggressive with it. And it was good. I had the numbers. Gotcha. All right, Devin, how'd you do in round three? So my third one's my only loss. Oh, spoilers for the fourth. And uh, so I I got a narrow loss of 4-2, but it honestly, in the beginning, I was just crushing through. I mean, he he was pretty frightened of Helm. He was playing a mini Stereoth list with Hearn and, and Boromir. I got really lucky. What am I supposed to? Yeah, that, with a flag. <laughs> and... I got lucky. Uh, my throwing spears dismounted Boromir. So, and Huron was going around just wrecking everything. So he pivoted. And this is actually one of the Syracuse players, plays with Nick Gardner up in New York all the time. He was good. Like, he was like second place, right? Yeah, he took second place. Yeah, like, really good. He um super nice too. Really nice guy, but he pivoted and went all objective focus and really outplayed. I'll, I'll be honest, like, I, I like I don't think there's a lot. Like, I can see some of the mistakes I did, but, like, he went – once he went objective-focused, it totally changed the dynamic of the game. I mean, I was still pummeling his army. I think I lost, like, one model or, I don't know, probably, like, four by the end of the game. And, and I almost basically broken him. But, yeah, he – yeah, he pivoted. So, I was honestly thinking, because of the way he was playing, I was like, all right, I'll just keep destroying you because you keep taking me on a straight-on fight. 
and I and I went kind of too deep. So I was deep enough where I was going after his objectives, but he had like cav models or just sweeping in mine. By the end of the game, though, it was one objective each. By the way, it worked out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was doing everything to try to stop him, but um, he ended up winning four two because last minute, like literally last turn, he killed my banner and I. Um, uh, he had Boromir with flags. So. Uh, so we were tied, uh, yeah, we were uh, broken. No one was broken because um, I was one model away, and he was 4-2. I destroyed one of his supplies. This was destroyed the supplies. He called a break. Destroyed supplies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, he, he got the, the ban. Nice. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, he got the ban on it. So, His banner is really like Yeah. yeah. And, and it's only because, like I said, the last turn of the game, he ended up online. Yeah. So, but it was good. It was super close, like really close. But it was uh, he he was out playing. To be honest. Cool. Nice. That mm -hmm. All right. So, Rod, did Faramir show his quality? Oh my God, Faramir struck again. This time, <laughs> he. Uh, I'll just get to it. So, I ended up playing retrieval. So, captured the flag against a uh, almost fifty model Corsair Harad combo Ooh. board. Oh wow. Um, and I was like, well, well, this isn't ideal, but you know, you, you do what you can. Um, and I ended up kind of tricking him into, I used the terrain, there were like a lot of buildings, and because his, his army was so huge, I knew that if he got the flank on me, I was hosed, but I kind of tricked him into pinning between two buildings with the majority of his army, so he never really got his whole force to bear, and he had all of his harab cab intending to kind of flank me and come behind me, um, but I kept all my heroes in reserve out of being able to get shot, basically, but ready to kind of pounce on anything that came into my backfield. Uh, and he ended up taking the bait. He threw a Harad cab into one of my models in the back, and I ended up getting Faramir, Hurin, and two cavalry models, plus an infantry surrounding it, right? And I was like, well, we're going to do the heroic combat for all ages kind of thing, and off to the races. Uh, and then Boromir hid on the other side of the board behind a building just so he doesn't get shot by crossbows and decors waiting to kind of jump out where he needs to. Um, he shoots into the combat. Guess who he hits? Faramir's horse and dehorses Faramir from the combat. Now, luckily, I rolled a six so that I was, you know, fully functional on the throne rider. Because he's um, Faramir luckily, and he's quality. Right. And then, and so then, um, Hurin was, you know, because he's a real model, was able to win the combat. We got the pro combat off. I shot all my cav off into his remaining cavalry and essentially pinballed off of them all game, cleared the flank and got behind his army so that by the end of it, he was pinned on my army in the center. I had her and all my cav in his backfield by the flag and I had Boromir on the other flank. And then I just had her and he, um, he moved, dismounted, picked up the objective, Boromir heroic march all the way to the backfield Basically, next turn, um, Hurin handed it to him. And when he could, Boromir marched twice and got off of my board edge. So I ended up getting his flag off of my edge. I ended up killing him to a man except for Dolomir, his leader. And at the end of it, Faramir was wounded. He fought Dolomir and a bunch of Corsairs six or seven turns in a row and didn't have the good decency to die. So instead of not giving up any victory points for Hurin, he actually gave up victory points for not dying. <laughs> wow. But I so, still, so I broke it without being broken. I got the flag off my corner. So I got the major. Um, and Faramir yeah, screwed it all up by not dying because Hurin was hiding. And if he had just died, 
Curran would take over and he'd get an OBP for killing my leader. As it is, he got one. So Fermier strikes again. I, I love, I love uh, how he just I kept love winning Rob, combat against Dolomir. I was like, stop doing it. I, I, I love like, how Rob, the, the Faramir continues to survive your generalship. And, <laughs> and you think that is somehow a weakness on his part. But the thing is, like, at this point, I was deliberately trying to kill him. I was putting him in positions to die. And you can't even do that right, Rob. Valuable to me. <laughs> but luckily, Hurin and Boromir got it done. And, um, and yeah, he never got anywhere close. Um, yeah, I just I killed I killed all forty five or forty six of his models. So all he had left was Dolomir, and um, he didn't. He had um, he had a couple of really bad dice rounds where I just he was losing fights, and corsairs have no armor. And once you start getting like that momentum against them, and they start losing numbers, like they start to crumble. Right? They're fidgeting. A lot of people assume that they're like a medalist and stuff, but they're very very weak with their low key fights. And they're very poor in combat if you're not like completely outnumbering or surrounding the opponent. But you know, I mean, fair play to him. He could have probably castled his oral army around his flag and just sat there all game and played for a draw. Yeah. That, he, that he played a game. For, like, the right? players too. Like, he had a lot of really nice players and a lot of players that said, I'm going to have fun and make sure yeah. the game's fun for you as well over like my yeah so we had a really great game like i mean the, the end result was a slaughter but it was it was actually a good game um and my like sneaky pincer move cav tactic baton relay ended up working out and then everyone forgets that fellowship boromir is broke march so he's going 15 inches a turn right so so once he got the baton and he sat there for a turn hoping not to get crossbowed he just just off so yeah, yeah i'm starting to notice this trend because farmer surviving in the movies because like farmer is the only survivor of a 200 man cavalry charge and also the like one of the few survivors of the rate the raids in affiliate yeah i'm like happening how does he there? Not sounds a little weird well, well, at one point, I was like, "Can I just voluntarily throw away yeah. his shield? Can I take off his armor?" <laughs> Even still, like Farmir had oil on him. Denethor had oil on him. Denethor burns. Farmir does. Faramir tans. Like, like, I, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I love. I, I now have this image of you know Rob slash Denethor like sending out Faramir on a feudal charge to die. Faramir's horse drags him back. So. Rob Denethor sends him out on a second feudal yeah, yeah, charge yeah. to die. Yeah, yeah. Faramir's horse brings him back again. <laughs> but here's the Rob thing: like, in that like, situation, die? in that situation, he could do two things: he could win the fight and wound Dolomir. Cool leader points, or he could die. Cool, I get more points. He did neither. <laughs> you know what? I would just see your opponents just tell him, "Hey, FYI, Faramir's special really is quad armor." Just yeah. <laughs> Faramir is unkillable, <laughs> even if you want him to die. <laughs> Signed, Denethor. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that was my game three. That was another major for me. So I was now on two one. All right. So so if I'm if I'm following this correctly, at the end of round three, uh, Rainier is three and zero, oh, and Devin and Rob are both two and one. Is that right? Yes, correct. Right. Rob Rob having been dragged up to the two and one by Faramir's efforts and no one else. So. So yes, all correct. Right. All right. So, uh, so which tables were you on um, going into the last round here? I was on table one. I was on four. I was on three. Okay. All right. So, so how did it go? So, all right. So, let's start with uh, table four. How did how did table four fight off go? Down? So, table four. All right. That honestly is what shot me up because it was a clean sweep, like devastating blow. Victory. I mean, I basically. We we kind of had to have fun with it because he it was Maelstrom. He deployed 
Which he had a. It was actually the guy who played in a round one that smashed me, insultingly enough, um, and he had the Randall's <laughs> Hall. Yeah. All right. And what what scenario was it? Uh, it was heirlooms of ages past. Okay. Ooh, so Ooh, my he, uh, it was Maelstrom. So he had Thrandalum. with a veto, no less. <laughs> no, I purposely vetoed the one that I knew he wanted. So I vetoed the one he wanted, and then he vetoed the one the worst second worst. Was like that was what it was. Because um, he wanted hold ground. I'm like I'm not letting that Thrandalum bubble <laughs> put in your alarm. So basically, he um. He basically had Legolas and Randall split up on opposite ends of the map almost. So I deployed second, and I'm like, well, I'll just deploy my whole army and surround the hell out of Legolas and destroy his entire war band. And so, like, literally um, within, I don't know, it took, like, four turns to do it because it's, like, stragglers. But I wiped out Legolas and his entire war band and lost one guy. And, like, so half his army had disappeared at this point. So he's going around trying to desperately collect relics. But the problem was I had heroic march, and he didn't. So I just marched up and stonewalled him. like, And and basically, I collected all the relics except for the one furthest away from him. And I just ran that sucker away. (laughs) So... Like it was at a point where he's like, I literally don't have enough time. Like, it, so we played a game of it. I went ahead and just said, All right, it, basically, we, we, gave, we tried to give him a chance to kind of come back a little bit, but it was, it was really hopeless. Like, Helm was crushing through L's, my L's were, it, 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 he was getting torn apart. Um, once the Randall actually entered the fight, it kind of was, you know, it became entertaining, but no, it was pretty much, um, so despite the, situation i broke him but i didn't get the leader kills and he still had his banner in fact the only fight helm lost the whole game was against his banner it was the dumbest i rolled four dice twos and ones amazing his banner rolled a six i was like are you serious (laughs) (laughs) last turn of the game and so i'm like all right i guess i didn't kill his banner so he got he kept his banner so it was like nine one nine two it was a pharaoh banner yeah it was it was the weirdest So, what was the score you did? It was 9 2. All right. And uh, all right. So, Rob, how did table three go? Um, So, we ended up playing hold ground. Um, I ended up vetoing heirlooms, even though I think it probably was more favorable to me because I just hate it so much that I didn't want to play it, basically. Uh, And he chose hold ground. He had a a La Florian Fellowship Alliance with Celeborn, Haldir, and Boromir. So, it's going to be a Boromir mirror match. Um, and this was actually a really tight, close game, but it, it kind of, he made a big mistake at the beginning. So Celeborn and Haldir came on together. They both rolled sixes and he just brought them on together. Boromir rolled the one where I get to choose. And I was like, I get to choose where it comes. Do you want to mic that? And he's like, nah, it'll be fine. It's like, are you sure? No take packs. Do you want to mic that? And he's like, no, it'll be fine. So I put him. And then I blew all the might I needed to to put my entire army next to Boromir and pin him right around there. Um, and so long story short, within like two turns, Boromir was dead. All of like the majority of his might was gone and like a huge mounted threat was out of my hair. And then I just clogged up the middle um, and it just, it just became a slog, right? So like uh, he was killing stuff, I was killing stuff. And at the end I had, um, I had double his models in the center um, and he had killed my leader finally faramir died but Hurin was was alive so we got nothing for that and um and yeah and it was just kind of a really tight slog in the in the middle and it was it was a hard fought battle that ended up uh, a major eight nil to me i think but um it was a lot closer 
at least it felt a lot closer on the actual tabletop than that. But had Boromir been in the mix on his side, it would have totally changed the battle. And this is something me and Mick had talked about, like, if you're in Maelstrom, burn the might early and do the thing you need to do because what good is it going to be to you later i took six mine off the board on like turn two right um and so i was going into it on like four three or four might uh to his four or five or whatever but i was able to put my army where i needed it to and eliminate a major threat so like always spend the might in maelstrom if it's going to be if it's going to be advantageous to you so remind me when when you have fury and you have your leader if your leader your leader is wounded and then dies do you does the other guy still get the one point for wounding your leader just yeah i think he point should uh, i don't think he does yeah. he that's what that's no what point. my interpretation is always there was been, a, there is an fa it should be wounded i believe there's definitely an FAQ is there yeah, there's an FAQ. Okay. I, I forgot. There, I, I've read something about that. I don't know if someone wants to like. Well, we, we can look that up later. But um, so long as Fermir dies and Kern is alive, that is a good situation in my book. So, and he didn't do anything meaningful, but um, he killed an elf or something. Boromir and Hurin did all of the work, and then um, just D6 bodies getting in the way and rolling better than the other guy, right? You know, actually, I'll just talk of Hurin. I totally forgot about it. Like my third round where I lost. I was trying to kill Boromir to get the general points, and it wouldn't have done anything. It wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, yeah. no, yet here. I was like, that, I like literally. Curran is is the way. My my <laughs> opponent probably was thinking to himself like, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and in in, in Rob's um, yeah, in Rob's so that, third uh, game had on... what's up? Oh, I was gonna say, and in Rob's third game, when you were like hoping hoping that Faramir would die so you would get the, the or avoid losing the point it would not actually have avoided losing the point you just would have had Faramir die yeah <laughs> well, I think I think that's its own reward I wouldn't count that out <laughs> for Rob yeah, so, it certainly um, is I, I did get the major there so I ended up on three major wins and one major loss is my overall for the tournament so I'm, I'm generally happy with that all right so uh, so Rainier, how did top table go? So uh, my last round, I went against Easterlings. Um, the Easterlings had Rutabi, Amder mounted, and the caster Easterling. I forgot their name. Wow, but no, no, no emperor. Oh, no because six hundred points. Six hundred points. They, they didn't. But the no, thing is. Uh, they had more models than most of the other arms I came up against. I did come up against some 20-something models with a lot of elites and cabin stuff. This list had, I think, the mid to high 30. So I was like, oh, okay, so good good upgrades where they're supposed to be, high defense, stuff like that. They mailstormed first, which I think is the same mistake that Rob's opponent made uh, because they didn't light it up. I think they Rutabi went, they didn't light it up, and it was heirlooms of past. So for some reason I vetoed old ground and there's heirlooms and the one where you go to the four corners. They didn't want to do four corners after seeing that I have three yeah, uh, main, five horse and Durant, er, Thryden. So uh we did that. He did not light up Rutabi, so I put her in the corner. Uh, six inches away, she doesn't have rope, march or anything like that. Rainier, nobody puts Rutabi in the corner. Pardon? Nobody puts Rutabi in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So nobody does. Nobody, nobody puts Rutabi in the corner. Oh. I, put, I put Rutabi in the corner. He put her in the corner. Sorry, just had, just had to get the dirty dancing reference in there. But uh, then he put the other two uh, warbands kind of close. 
I had the upper hand, I think, out of all of the scenarios, just because I could fly, get all the get all the things, um, heirlooms. Oh, heirlooms is great for Cobain. Heirlooms yeah. is great, but I do see like he was, was kind of hard place which one to choose. But yeah, it was favored me. Um, that I could focus. I wound up having two heirlooms. One I had in the corner, and one he had. He decided not to test it because if it wasn't a six, yeah. I would get mine automatically. And I pushed heavy everything towards that while Rutabi was in the corner. And again, again, the the five archers pulled out and killed, I think, three or four Black Dragon uh, Pike upgrades with Rutabi as they were coming. So they put the work in. Done lending archers, man. They did. He was a little too aggressive with Amder, though Amder didn't die. I think Amder killed like 10 of my guys. So. I finally just was feeding Amder like stuff and like hoping he wasn't kill too much. I wound up last round wounding Utabi, so that's general points. I got the heirloom, uh, six points. I killed. He actually didn't have a banner. I had a banner, and I killed. Uh, I broke him. I think I killed him. I believe so. It was an eleven zero victory. Cool. All right. So how did it all end up coming out? Uh, two for me, two majors, two minors, and I had uh for major minors, I had um two majors, one minor, and one minor loss. So three major wins, one major loss. All right. So how did how did the tournament stats come out? So it came out kind of funny. Well, <laughs> so, well his is obvious. So. I got first place. So, so that was nice. Yeah. Um. So in the end, Devin and I were tied for third. We had the same wins, we had the same tournament points, and we had the same victory points. But he had a 0.25% greater strength of schedule, so he jumped to third um, and I took fourth. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know how that math works, really but I just know that it's it BS. <laughs> yeah, Farmer yeah. just told me, he's like, I'm going to give you this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I want you, you to be my father, right. Devin. It is his fault, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Devin, I want you to be my father. Mine sucks. <laughs> he tries to smother me with a pillow when you're not looking. So, so, De so you're saying Devin took third on strength of character? Yeah. So I, I was third place. Yeah. And uh, right. so we went one, three, four. One, three, four. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. And then the guy who beat me in that third round took second. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was it was good because yeah, a good none, none of us brought, I guess, powerless. I, yeah, all of us brought. Regions were everywhere, to be honest. Like, yeah, everyone almost brought a region. And we all brought something we haven't played before, which yeah. is, you know, kind of an interesting we, way to go. Yeah. Yeah. One interesting thing for me was that we've been seeing just evil dominate everywhere, but it, it seemed like it was at least a 50-50 split here between good and evil, or maybe even more good than evil, which yeah. was different. So I heard huh? something about, like, like 15 good and like six evil or something like that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's it's definitely definitely very, it was swinging very more far towards, from the There's a lot of good legions. Like you had the, the Merkwood Legion, you had, you brought Helmhammer Hammer Legion, you had the, the Woes Legion. You had a lot the of the good legions that don't shine at higher points levels do shine at lower like here. So I imagine a lot of them were brought in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I saw any salt on all Florians. I did I see one actually. It was at least one, I think, right? So. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but not what I would have expected, which is like three of them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. But overall, and the the rounds yeah, we mentioned there an hour and a half. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they were very yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. the rounds. So that actually, awesome. it was amazing, and it 
really changed the strategy of it. So, like, an hour and a half uh, games, no one can really castle or, like, shoot heavy. You really had to, like, go and start combat really early, go for the objectives. There's no no time wasted. Like, yeah, you really like, didn't have the time to, like, think too hard about your decisions either. Like, you had to constantly be moving because you're playing against the clock. And especially when you factor in, like, deployment and the normal things, you know, you're talking through the mission, which already eats up some time at the beginning. Um, it was really, I, I kept saying it, it was almost like speed dating for SVG, right? Like, because it was rounds that were back-to-back and they were really quick. Um, and it was really cool. I really enjoyed it because it felt... Um, it just felt really different to your standard like two and a half we're gonna dance around each other for an hour and a half and then maybe play the game for an hour we'll see you kind of thing it was really cool the only danger of it which didn't happen this whole tournament not that i heard of anyway is um anyone who wanted to be a butthead could slow play it pretty easily as yeah. well yeah yeah, yeah. And then, so but yeah nobody did that like it was it was really actually i, I heard more instances of people like playing faster to give their opponent a solid chance yeah, yeah. to come back very so, nice. yeah definitely um yeah I, I really enjoyed that um it was different and i really enjoyed it Com- combined with the 600 points so it was already like smaller armies on the whole exactly. as well it was so it was interesting experience i, I would have thought not many arm not many games would come to conclusion but i was shocked with the speed of it many games came to conclusion just uh, how fast people were playing how small the armies were yeah. and how just like uh considerate everybody was. Mm-hmm. and i think for the playing it all in one day an hour and a half is about tops for four rounds so that's that's yeah. we did it route right with that i um yeah it didn't feel too bad it didn't no i really didn't feel too tired at all it's, it's not like articon where by the end of the four no day four, four, game you hours, feel yeah. like you want to amputate your own legs and jump out of window. <laughs> <laughs> well we love articon what was it? But you guys had like air conditioning issues, and like a bunch of yeah. Like, that aside, just like four full <laughs> games on your feet, right? Like, well, and it's it's four full games, each one again, each one of which is against you know. Kind but of it, a, a it was also player. after three days of game. Right. You guys did doubles and oh, chaos and art and masters. Yep. Like Evan yep. had a joyous time over there playing to death. <laughs> but even um that one year, a couple years back now, where Nova was 800 points in four rounds in one day. Yeah, and yeah. that was like that at, was at the brutal. end of that. Yeah, Matt and I were wanted to inject like, coffee right into your vein. Yeah, and moving each no, other's that, models. Like, that admittedly was, yeah. was, <laughs> was like, did you get priority? And we we're like, what? Do, what even is priority? What game are we playing? that's right. The speed of rounds though really made you need to learn know your army. Because yeah. remember I told you, like, there was a third game where I totally forgot throwing spears? It's because once he started scrambling toward my objectives, I was just moving. I was yeah, just yeah, like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> so you, like, forget what, you know. But it was nice. Well, it was, um, like, pushing models. You weren't, like, pristine, like, oh, let's do this. Oh, let yeah. me get, like, at least one more wound before combat happens. It was just, yeah. like, go, go, go. It, it also just it made me play just very aggressively, right? Because... So, for example, in game one, it's assassination. He has Legolas as his assassin. If I yes. just, you know, like, I just have to push him early before I can really, like, sit back in position. So that's why I just throw everything in. And in all the games, it just forced you to play very aggressively, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it wasn't this, like, dance castle, shoot me to death kind of thing. All right. So so why don't we do this then? Why don't we uh, – so we're going to shift to the, the list building phase of this. So why don't we go through um, the process of how you came up with your, you know, what your lists were and how you came up with them. 
with an emphasis on you know kind of what your thought process is in preparing for a tournament and putting together a tournament list. Yeah. So why don't we start with with Rob since you are probably the happiest with your list um, and uh, talk through your your process, which. I, I, I think if I can sum up is come up with a couple of lists, ask your opponent which one they would prefer to play against, and then play that one. It's a veto system with my own lists. I just give my opponent a multiple choice. So, also, uh, well, I mean, going into the event, I knew I was going to be playing Gondor because it's painted. Um, I know it well. I, I was just on vacation right before the event, so I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of time to think about it or, or put together um you know a, a new army to paint for example uh, so generally the way i approach list building is is probably fairly standard there's like six six rules i follow right um one have the ability to either redeploy or move your army fast so that usually means heroic march or you're playing something like all cab or have a drummer but you know basically have march or something like that uh, two, bring something with strike and ideally multiple things with strikes so that you have um, more than one threat that yeah, you can so put pressure on the opponent with and also challenge their models. Um, three, have an ability to reliably kill high defense models. So I like to have something that has a plus one to wound in it. Um, just because if you run into dwarves or like uh, men of the dead or any of those, you need to have something that can reliably kill models. Uh, with D6, as long as you have strength for heroes, at least they can get the work. But D7 plus, it starts to get hairy. Um, and then the general metric, like the 20 to 1 ratio of models and the um, 100 to 1 ratio of might, right? So have a have model per 20 points and a might per 100 points minimum uh if possible now sometimes that changes like if you're playing iron hills and they're all going to be defense eight you can have a little bit less if you're playing forward with crappy defense you have more but like at least to try and hit that general metric and then a couple fast moving models that you um that you can use for scenarios right so that they can zip around and grab objectives uh i, I think that that's probably a very common set of pillars for everyone i don't think that's going to be very controversial um if i had to say a seventh one um bring something that's not going to bore me to death so i'm going to have fun because i find that if i play something that i have fun with i'm going to do better than if i bring something i hate even if it's you know good but that's kind of just me um so with that in mind i ended up and i <laughs> i prepared you know, essentially three lists and I went with the worst one. But um, my finalist following kind of those general metrics was uh, my leader was Faramir, long make you rest one day. Uh, he had a lance, shield, heavy armor and horse. And he had four warriors and ministerial with shield, three warriors with spear and shield, one warrior with shield and banner, two fountain court guard with shields, four rangers of Gondor with spears and one knight of ministerial with shield. Uh, my second warband was Hurin on his horse, and he had essentially an identical warband. So four warriors with shield, three spear and shield, four rangers with spear, two fountain court and a knight. And then Boromir of Gondor, the allied in from the fellowship with a shield and a horse, which comes to 600 point exactly, 32 models and 12 might. The other variants of the list were essentially identical in terms of the warbands, but one of them brought Elisar with Hurin instead of the three heroes. And another one would have just had Boromir with the flag and Hurin um, and maybe like a, uh, a small hero, uh, probably like a Baragon on a horse or something just to fill out the points because it would have been a little bit under points, um, which would have been great for like scenario play, honestly, or just upgrade a bunch of stuff to the front court. Um, 
overall, I think the theory of it was it's 600 points uh, and it's one and a half hour rounds. So I really wanted to have um, heroes that were fast moving and hard hitting so that they could apply pressure and apply multiple threat vectors, right? So one threat can be easily neutralized by a magic user like a ring wraith or just, you know, good counterplay. Two threats gets a little bit harder because one of them is probably getting through three threats you generally can't handle all three right so one of them is going to be giving you a hard time and then two you're going to have to try to manage now unfortunately i um i made a huge mistake because i forgot that faramir's not actually a threat he's actually a liability but the theory of it was at least sound i had three fast moving mounted models um two of them had plus ones to wound so if i ran into like the men of the dead or, or a d7 plus army they could take him out uh, Boromir has March, uh, they all three of them have strike, and then I have, I had eight bows, which is just about my bow limit, that shoot on threes, I'd fight four spears everywhere, and I had D6, but usually D7 with shield wall, um, and 32 models was just above that 20 to 1 ratio, so following those kinds of pillars, um, that's, that's what I came up with. In the end, uh, the army that took second with Boromir with Flag and Hurin is the one I really should have run, and that's my usual go-to, and it's part of the reason I didn't run it was because it's my usual go-to, and I wanted to try something new, um, and LSR might have been a better bet. Yeah, I would have had a lot less might, but I would have had Mighty Hero, um, but I just, Fellowship Boromir is so much fun to play, and with no Lady of Light, he's, he's not seen as often, right, um, but at 600 points, I figured... This should be fun, and I and I think that he'll he'll complement the list nicely with his might store and his his march. So, so that's what I went with, and that's what I came up with, and um, yeah, and went uh, three and one, and ended up fourth, except for some strength of schedule nonsense, <laughs> which is the first time I've ever seen a podium win on strength of schedule. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know how that happens, but uh, but it was all it was all good, and um, and I'm happy with all you know all jokes about Firmir aside, and don't get me wrong, like. The weird thing about that model is on paper, he's fine. There's nothing wrong with Faramir on paper, but he just never shows up for me. It's just some metaphysical curse of being Faramir that he never shows up in the way that I want him to. It is uh, just your lack but, of regard for him, Rob. I, it could very well be my lack of regard for him because like Purin is objectively worse on stats and always does it for me. And Faramir is just sitting there whining about daddy not loving him and not you know, making, making the uh, plays he needs to, but, but, but in you're theory, there's nothing wrong, right? Like he's three attacks with a lance on the charge. He has strike, he has defense, like objectively he's fine. I don't know why he just never Rob, shows up. Rob, maybe if you were more present for him in his earlier years, he would have less daddy issues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he was uh, fighting imaginary dragons instead of being a real soldier like his brother. Yeah. Rob, <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure it's nothing that, it, that years of therapy can't fix. <laughs> Farmer was the whole. I'm going to need years of therapy that can't be fixed after what he did to me today. <laughs> Farmer was the whole inspiration for my list. I just analyzed what opponents would fail to kill Farmer, and I figure if I fought opponents that were like 025 percent better than those opponents, <laughs> I could win. 025 percent. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt for Devin and just make him wear it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so Devin, why don't you talk about the 0.25% solution? Yeah, uh, my, mine is, I mean, I can almost save a lot of the, the, the in-depth analysis that Rob did because 
I, I just made my army this morning and I was and I was like, yeah, I, I was like, well, Henry's Helm's Deep list sounds pretty cool and it's 600 points. So that's about where it shines. So what you're saying is your process is intellectual IP theft. Yeah, pretty much for this tournament. Copy yeah. somebody else. Somebody else who's successful. Okay. I have to admit, I've done that on occasion. I, so. No, I'm not even kidding when I say I literally found the old podcast that we talked about it on. So Henry would repeat his list. And then I assigned my list based on what he said. By, by the way, it's not Henry's list. It's Henry's opponent's list. It was Henry's opponent. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So the Aussie out there who inspired me, I appreciate you. The one who lives in Henry's nightmares. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that was it. That was honestly like the – so, I mean, as far as the list analysis, the best I could go into is the three threats that Rob is talking about, the, the sheer amount of throwing spears – creates a significant threat um and uh then you have helm so i only have like two threats is really i would call it because i only have 32 models um helm hammer hand eight royal guard with throwing spears eight warriors rohan throwing spears a banner two cav in that unit which is one with a throwing spear one without and then it's a captain with six royal guard throwing spears five throwing uh, warriors rohan throwing spears and one rider no throwing spear came up to 599 points <clears throat> so yeah, that, that was it. I just copied Henry's list. It's a solid list. It's a solid yeah. list. I like it a lot. Yeah. It, 32. 32, that's good. If I had the time, I was actually, I would probably would have brought Helm here too. Yeah. like 600 points in this format is a really great format for Helm, and I'd love to try it. So exactly. And you don't see too many tournaments at 600 points, so I was like, oh, this is the time to bring it. Which is another thing I enjoyed. I, I didn't think I would, but I enjoyed the 600 points. really fun. Uh, all right, so Rainier, how'd you how'd you come up with your your Dunlin victory? So you guys know me. There's just one thing I like, and that's evil men and lots of them. He loves them. Oh, he love them. Can't give me enough of them. So basically, <laughs> loves evil they were on my bucket list to play. I painted them in Korea, and I never played them. Um, again, I have kind of like a personal, I want to say, like bucket list uh, place or win with all the evil men factions, and I haven't done it with Dunlin or played them in general. So I brought them for that sole reason. Uh, I really liked how they played them. I think um, you can go heavy on something at a 600-point list that most other people can't go heavy on. So I'll read my list off real quick. I had Thryden on horse, two Cav, one Crabane, four Huskarls, two Bow, one Wildman, four Axe with Shield, and one Banner. I had Girl, three Bow, one Crabane, two Cav, three Huskarl, and three Shield. And then I had a wild chieftain with 10 wild men with axe, one cat, and one cream bane. So basically, I went heavy on things that I always talked about. I did not want to on the podcast. Yeah, you went seven heavy huskarls. on Cav and Cav and Huskarls. Yeah, seven Huskarls, uh, five calves, six with Dryden, only five bows, which I think really played well at a one and a half hour game, and three Crabane. I really do. Like three Cobain because no one could contest the objectives. Yeah, had yeah Cobain is so annoying. Yes, and they can stop pro combats, for example, throw them into a Faramir. You don't need to waste four, them four wounds. They can't pro combat anything. So I use them a lot in the objectives, and when I did not need them for objectives, I use them to delay, delay, delay. It's great. Um, and then yeah. you have the fastest uh, Dunlending army that I've seen because you paid so many of the caps. Normally, play people put like two, three. Yeah. And it, but that really played to the event. It did play to the event. And I could only, I maxed out my warband and I was like, shoot, I still have like 40 something points left. What do I do with it? And then I just realized I can upgrade everything and take basically everything that I wanted 
and that was more Husqvarna, so it had battle lines, one extra Cobain, and a ton of cav, and I felt like it, it did really good, and, and what shocks me too is that with the Axe Wildman, uh, Strength 4 and Strength 5 potentially with everyone else, they just killed, and I had 42 models, so like, when I died, it was okay. When they died, it was okay. Because you had 20-something to 30-something models, and it just really helped. Uh, the 30-something models allowed me to rope combat, use my heroes really well. The 20-something models really allowed me to maneuver and kill one-for-one one or two-for-one, and it, it really, really favored me. So, yeah, I would say I loved it. I'd love to play it again, and I just love – I don't know. I, I just really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I think the for the next phase, what we're going to do is we're going to have Evan Actually, build. Uh, yeah. I'm just noticing a small honorable mention. I love how he's so devoted to evil men that he had the chance to play an evil woman and didn't even do it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I just go my way there. Too busy putting Tabby in a corner. It, it's yeah, exactly. it, it's not really evil women are not really his thing. Rainier <laughs> saw that. I would have tall spear, or I can have that psychopath <laughs> who chops his hand open and bleeds. <laughs> Rainier <laughs> saw that. Um, what, what did you call saw that, uh, what did FAQ? You? Yeah, I called him Wild Dude because I forgot his name. I was like, they're like, who has, who do you have? I was like, I've Thryden, uh, girl. And I couldn't read my handwriting, so I was like, Gandalf, who's Gandalf? Ah, girl. <laughs> and then I was like, Wild Dude because I totally opened it, right? Wild we were dude. talking before the event, and, um, and I was asking him which which uh, list to play, and he was giving me bad uh, advice. Bad advice. And then yeah. I was looking at his list, and I just saw Raiden, Wild Dude, and I was like, love it. <laughs> <laughs> by, I knew exactly by the way, who he meant. By the way, Rob, it, it really depends on your perspective as to whether it was bad advice or not. From Rainier's perspective, it was perfectly good advice. It was really good advice. <laughs> it was really excellent good. advice. It was the yeah. best advice. But I was like pleasant surprised. None of us played each other. Which, yeah. is, which is quite rare, you know what I mean? Because we were all yeah. hovering on the top tables for most of the events. So. I mean, I was too busy fighting opponents who were two point, you know, point two five better. Than <laughs> I, his, so. I was, I was fighting the point two five force opponents. <laughs> yeah. uh, on that note, though, I knew, I would say, I knew over half of the people who came to the tournament, and yeah. I didn't yeah. find a single person I knew, which was really refreshing. Yeah, yeah cool. actually, yeah, yeah I, I, all my opponents are people I've never went against before. Yeah. All right, so I think for the for the the last phase here we're gonna have evan build a list evan are you gonna build a 600 point list um i had 800 in mind just because that gives more room to play with sure. but... fair enough um okay so we're so evan's gonna build us an 800 point list so evan why don't you show your screen and um we'll we'll actually see a, a list being built in real time and we can all uh pick evan's brain cool. why he's thinking so... about what he's doing yeah, so this is so the list I have in mind to sort of look through my my thought process of is actually stuff. yeah is actually a list that I uh, I built about a year ago um, for a tournament. Um, actually, well, that's old news. Build something I, new. Yeah, come <laughs> on, man. Where your Cobain? <laughs> Where so far, Kerbane? I'm seeing a serious lack of uh, Bowman. Yeah, on. I know. Um, so. Yeah, so basically my my list building thought process has sort of changed over time. Now I basically just sort of throw whatever I want to play and I just sort of throw it out there. But back then I was a good list builder. So I'll go over my thought process at the time. So um 
and I guess I'll apply it to sort of the meta now. Um, so I'm kind of different, I guess, from sort of Rob. I don't really follow like list building rules, I guess. Um, you don't ask your opponent what they'd rather face? No, no, I'm not very into that actually. Um, I actually have a different trick, which is I will ask dad and then whatever he gives as advice, I will do the exact opposite of. It's very yes. smart. He knows nothing about list building. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, that is the teenage rule, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's worked for me so far. So and, why not now? And, and being being old and cunning as I am when we're going to a tournament, baseball player, he says, what should I take, dad? I tell him what I actually think he should take. And then I know he won't do that. Yeah, that's the trick. That's the trick. Applies um, to toddlers too with less intelligible words. Yep. So, well, basically what I used to do was I would ask myself, what am I going to see at this tournament and what's good right now? And then I would model my list sort of off of that, trying to beat what I thought I was going to see and take uh, aspects, of, aspects of what's good. So analyzing the meta right now, really quickly, you see um, a lot of uh, heavy shooting armies, the assaults, the assault lists in general, um, both of them are very good. Um, I've seen a lot of decently low courage lately uh, with some generic evil armies and whatnot. So just just looking at it, uh, I, th I thought that Mordor would probably be a good list to start with. And then I sort of ask myself when I'm making a list, okay, what's good in this list? What are good heroes to take? Um, so for Mordor, looking at models just points-wise, stuff that's good, uh, you've got Shadow Lord, very good against shooting, which is sort of meta now, and the Witch King, because he's the Witch King. Um, and then that's sort of my main concept for heroes. I'll say, okay, what hero is good? Just putting the Witch King down as my army leader here because uh, he is the hero of legends. And then I'll give them, I don't know, the, the basic stuff that you might want for them. So going uh, three might, extra will, extra fate in there. Um, I'm not going to mount and of course them yet. The Mor um, of course the Morgul crown. Yes, take the crown uh, always. Um, so I like to leave my options open. So not choosing mounts yet. Um, but basically taking what's good. And then I sort of ask myself, okay, uh, what troops are good? So looking through here, um, I think everybody knows what troop I'm taking, Black Numenorians. Um, I was going to say stalkers, man. Mortal stalkers. Yes, Mounted stalkers. Yeah. Stalkers are broken, so uh, I, I take a lot of stalkers. Um, so yeah, I'll just fill up my list with some of them right now and then uh picking other warriors uh that's that's a sort of personal preference thing but i like to pick cheap warriors other people like uh more expensive warriors uh, so i just like to go with orcs but that's really down to personal preference uh let's put a banner in there why not um get some more warriors in there and basically, I make a base for my army. So this can sort of be my base for my army. This is the concept I want. Um, 
that's like 500-ish points, and then I can start adding on fancy stuff afterwards. Um, so that's what's good. And then, and then I don't know how you guys do it, but once I make a base, I start trying to identify holes in my army. So what what is missing from the army that I think I need? Um, so right now, um, what's good with the army is that if it sticks together, it's got a huge terror wall. Um, it's super powerful. Uh, it's got obviously two ring rates, so it's got a lot of tricks. So let's add sort of like a glue model, I guess, something that'll help the army stick together, um, patch up some of its weaknesses, keep it together. And if I can find a model like that, Gurritz. Let's go with Gurritz. It's got its profile wrong here, but we all know what Gurritz does. He's got the three might, he's got the march, um, and he helps you out on Maelstrom. So that'll help keep your army together. Um, I guess add some more guys in his warband. Why not? But doing pretty well here. Um, so on my screen, okay, so we've got good numbers as well. Uh, from this angle, it looks like we've got around 41, so that's probably what I'm aiming for. It could go higher, could go lower, but that seems about right. Um, so we've sort of made a cohesive army, in a sense. Now I like to add on either something fun, something that uh, I think the army is missing, so looking back at things that are good right now, um, maneuverability, uh, tricks, uh, and things to counter that are maybe good against this list, I think elves are a big thing that this list will struggle with. So I either will try to find something in the list or I'll try to find some sort of ally. Um, let's say denizens for example. Um, so something like the Spider Queen sort of naturally fits into this kind of list because one, it allows it to uh, to deal with that sort of fight value deficit that you see with the Black Numenorians and Gurits and the uh, Ringwraiths and all that. Um, and it also gives you more tricks, more maneuverability, so it adds on an extra layer of uh, of power because that's something that a lot of lists want nowadays they want to be really good at something and that's what this list does it's really good at maneuvering around and getting where you want to be so what's good in the dark denizens list same process what is a good uh, warrior to use bat swarm i i like to take one maybe more but it's a good warrior um, and it synergizes well with your low fight value around uh, across the board and can help against those tricky matchups with like elves and heroes and whatnot. Um, and then this is sort of just finishing stuff up. Um, looks like we're missing some like fast moving models on their own. We've got the bat swarm, but we can add a bit more, maybe a couple of fell wargs. You got to mount your ring rates. Yes, I do have to mount my ring race um, and do a couple of other things as well. And that's sort of where uh, a lot of the personal preference comes in, which is just like, how do you want the individual parts of your list to, uh, to function and uh, what do you want to do with them? 
um, this is something I'm comfortable with, but it, it might not be for you. So let's see our mounts. Um, so I think in this, it would be good if we had perhaps another flying model because we do have a bat swarm as a flying model, but we have the option to take a fell beast on a ring wraith. Um, so to make up points, 45 is a good amount of models, but I don't think that's entirely necessary um, for what I want here. I'll drop it down a bit, get a couple of extra points um, to make things easier. We'll go with like that, and then I can mount my ring rates. So two options here, and this is totally down to personal preference. You can either do, let's see here, you can mount the Witch King on a horse and then do the Shadow Lord on Fell Beast or Shadow Lord on horse and Witch King on Fell Beast. Um, and that's up, up to the person making the list. Um, but uh, I think in this particular case, I like the triple threat of Spider Queen, Shadow Lord on Fell Beast, Witch King. So I'll go with that. Um, and we just need to make up some points here. Um, let's add a little bit extra to this list. We're missing some bowmen, so let's get some bowmen. Um, do a couple of trackers in there. And then we're a little bit high on points. Um, so let's, let's delete an orc. So that's just like basic, like really quick. Um, so my, my process would be come up with an idea, um, find a list that fits that idea, figure out what's strong in that list, what you want to take, make a base, um, and then just sort of add in models that work well with that base and that uh, help patch up the bad matchups while still maintaining uh, your idea that you want to uh, that you want to achieve. So this list here, I think, um, sort of unconsciously uh, follows a lot of the rules that uh, Rob and Rainier and Devin were sort of talking about. Um, because it's got multiple strikes. It's got the Witch King and the Spider Queen. It's got that triple threat um, with the Witch King, the Shadow Lord, and the Spider Queen. Um, it's got uh, March with Guritz. It's got a lot of maneuverability with a lot of different um, fast moving models in there with the Wargs, the Bat Swarm, Spider Queen, uh, Mounted Ring Wraiths. And it's got a solid amount of numbers. Obviously, 38 is nothing huge, but it gets the job done. Um, and some flexibility with the trackers in there as well. So that's sort of how inspired. I think about things. Indeed. All right, cool. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's a good process. It's kind of interesting to see, you know, kind of the differences in focus. I mean, I tend to build lists kind of more like Rob does, where I choose the heroes. And then, uh, you know, I, I say, all right, these are the heroes that I want, and I kind of build an army around them. Whereas you will pick, you know, a couple of heroes, fill out their war bands, and then kind of build an army around that. And both are, are 
are sound ways to, to build armies. Um, so that's cool. Uh, so guys, I know you guys have had a long day. It's been a, uh, a long tournament and a hard fought tournament. Congratulations to, uh, to all of you. Um, and congratulations to Faramir for managing to survive three games under uh, Rob's generalship, um, despite <laughs> despite Rob continually sending him out to die, um, he keeps on coming back. So, uh, hey, Renair, it was great seeing you again. Um, it was be so back great seeing you, like, yeah, for nice, real, for real, like, and, like, hugging and talking, right? What, what yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows why I'm actually here in the States is my uh, job messed up my paperwork, and I had to come get my paperwork apostolate in the in pennsylvania so they're like when should you go and i was like uh november 5th probably <laughs> yeah by the way i love how you're flipping the narrative rainier and you ended up being like in in illegal worker in central an american illegal <laughs> yeah. worker in my, central my work's america. literally paying me for this matt and i love every yeah. single video. it's amazing <laughs> how much longer are you going to be here rainier before you head back i leave tomorrow at 6 a.m so all right, so this is the just enough time to get some Chick Fil A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the good thing is Honduras is closer than Korea, so I think I'll be here more often, most likely next summer, for an event or something like that. So we'll see. Well, so it's awesome to see you. It is in good. Person. It is good. Yeah. I saw Rob and I like, oh my god! Yeah, we ran into each other in the lobby, and it was like a slow motion run hug right? <laughs> through our models and stuff. <laughs> well, you know, if you can make it back up, Rainier, I think um, Alisher is running another tournament uh, down there. Um, I think it's maybe the third weekend in January. Uh, uh, say, actually, I got a free ticket because I won the event. Yeah, to go. Well, Evan, Evan and I will be down there for that. I'll see. Um, Realistically, no, because I think I just have weekends off in January. Yep. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, hopefully, they mess up some more paperwork and have to come back to Pennsylvania. Right. If not, I think I'll be back here in June or July. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Probably something in June or July. In, in yeah. Articon, you're coming, oh, oh. are you coming back for Articon? It depends. Articon's literally a week too late to when my school mm. semester starts because I'm a teacher. Um, I could possibly admit uh, skip orientation, but I have to talk to my school about that. So yeah. Possibility. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that's great seeing you. All right, everybody. I think that's going to do it for tonight. So um, thanks for uh, thanks for popping by and listening to us. Bye, everybody. See you guys. Bye.